Good morning, everyone. This is Friday, and I am ready to talk about the Lord. Thank you for checking in with me to see if I'm awake. <laughs> and we're going to have a good time today. Friday is always a good day. A lot of reasons for that, but we uh, will enjoy the moment. Hallelujah. Say, if you're new, I'm George Watkins. And we are here every morning except for Saturday and Sunday morning. And Sunday night, we're on at 6 p.m. as a Sunday night blessing time. So check in. I know some of you have busy, busy lives, but you check in once in a while. There's some of you that check in every day. I really have been encouraged when I hear that because I have a, a passion to open up the scriptures, to talk about the revelation of Jesus Christ in us. Amen. So let's jump right in today in our subject. Jesus is not a pattern for us, but of us. Now I get that statement out of the mirror Bible. I talk about the mirror Bible. I'm going to read, a, read out of it again. It's a paraphrase paraphrased um, <clears throat> translation uh, from a, uh, a good brother in South Africa put it out a few years ago. I have an early rendition. There's some later ones and you would enjoy you would enjoy that as a backup to the amplified, a backup to the passion. There are several other translations that are very, very good, but this has been a fresh word for me in these last couple of years or so. So we're going to jump into Romans 8. If you'd like to find your Bible, unless you're driving, <laughs> don't do it then. And we're just going to read some verses, and I'm going to tell you a little journey that I've been on since I was about 14. We had a, my my dad was pastoring in Washougal, Washington. You got to be a native to pronounce the the name correctly. Washougal, Washington, and um, we had a man by the name of Claude Hunt come for a revival, a series of meetings, and his giftings and his revelation of things were far advanced beyond the the normal Pentecostal mentality or revelation. And he taught some things that set my life on a course. He preached and taught out of Romans 8, 1 and 2 for, for seven days. We'd never heard that. I'd never heard that course. I'm, I was young, so what did I know? But my father had never heard that. Preaching out of the same verse? How can you get that much information out of one verse? Well, he did it. But it was on... This, the subject of there is therefore now no condemnation. That became not realizing it at the time as a 14-year-old, but as I reflected, as it began to grow in my life, as I began to not just study it, but meditate and have it revealed, and as God broke open scriptures. You see, scriptures are like an onion. 
And uh, as you, you peel an onion one layer at a time, now I know you can cut it right through as some cooks do, but if you're going to peel an onion, there's one layer at a time. Scripture revelation is the same thing. As you meditate upon the word of God day and night, as the scripture says, and you can do that, you do it consciously or subconsciously. My spirit is always meditating upon the word of God. Now, is it shouting in my ear and I have red letters in the sky? No, no. But often when I focus, I can, that happens when I'm concentrating with my mentality connected to my spirit man. Sure. God reveals things, speaks to us, but the spirit is always meditating upon the good things of the Lord. All right. I sidetracked myself. Now, when this took place then on this scripture, and I'm going to spend some time in Romans 8 today, possibly a little further on if we uh, see fit for it, but I want you to catch a hold of the of the simplicity of this verse, and yet the magnitude that it affects your life. You see, religion is the, uh, is the uh, application of works. Religion teaches us how to obey do, uh, <clears throat> law. This is the way you brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush. You see, Got to get the rhythm, got to do it just right, got to hold it just right, so forth. Now, religion teaches us to be good. It teaches us not to be bad. It shows us what we can do and what we can't do. So if we're going to be good students of the church that we go to and of we're trying to please God, we're not, you know, we're, we're being honest with what we know. We want to please God so we don't kill and we don't fornicate, and we don't steal, and we don't uh, rob, and we don't go to picture shows. <laughs> Boy, that's an old one. Theaters, as they may say now, movies, movie theaters. We don't play pool. We don't wear red if we're a woman. We don't cut our hair if we're a woman. We don't wear jewelry. Now I'm talking about the old style uh, of uh, the holiness movement which came into Pentecost. They drug it. They drug that dead, dead body right into Pentecost. Now, what is that? Now, all those things are, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing some of those. <laughs> Amen. There's some things you just don't do. Well, we, we somehow did that because that was our way of staying righteous and becoming righteous. And, be, and becoming pleasing to God, and becoming accepted. We were accepted in God's sight because we didn't do that. See, that's works. That's religion. Well, Paul said, all these things, I'm free to do anything I want. I'm free to be free, but there's some things that aren't good for me, so I won't do those. There's some things that stop me from hearing, stop me from relating to the Father and moving and growing and being the righteous man I ought to be. It's like the word superfility of naughtiness out of the King James. It's the dust that settles over us. Someone was telling me the other day about a, um, <clears throat> a son, uh, cap when they capture the son, 
<laughs> I want to say sunscreen, but that's in the summer when you're putting it on your body. But the, um, you know, the solar panel. And, he, and they found out that when the dust got on it, we were talking about uh, the, elect, the electric system on the Mars probe and the Mars um, uh, little car that runs around. It's been running around for a long time. And when dust comes, it stops the energy and it and it and the car won't move. And then they have a hundred mile an hour wind cut through and blows the dust off and suddenly it wakes back up. Well, that's what those things you do that are not pleasing in the sense or they do not they do not supply life anywhere. It's like a negative short in your electrical system. If you have a if you have a, a short in your automobile, your battery is going to drain and you won't start that puppy. So you got to find out where the wire is worn or touching a metal part and you patch it so the electricity flows through it. <laughs> Didn't know you were going to get an automobile instruction course today. Okay, now the superfluity of nothingness then is all those things that the church tries to get us to stop doing. If you stop smoking, God will accept you. If you stop drinking, if you stop killing and fornicating, God will accept you. Look, God accepted you on the cross. The scripture says this, by one man's sin and failure, the whole world was plunged into darkness. That's Adam. Here's the second one. By one man's righteous act, the whole world was brought back into favor and made righteous. That's Jesus. Okay. <laughs> now, meditate upon that one. See where you take it. Because this scripture in, in, in um, Romans 8.1, there is therefore now no condemnation. Let's read it out of the uh, mirror Bible. <clears throat> and um, just catch a, catch a flavor of this. Now, the decisive conclusion is this. That's what the word, therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation. <laughs> he says, now the decisive conclusion is this. In Christ, every bit of condemning evidence against us is canceled. My dear friend had a brother that was... Um, a, a criminal actually stole things, did bad stuff. Well, he was coming up before the judge, and this was going to put him in for hard time. Now he'd been he'd been dinking around. This is this is hard time. He stands before the judge, and the judge says, "Well, son, you must be the luckiest guy in town because we cannot find your paperwork, and you're free to go." <laughs> Whoa. Now, look at this. This is what's going on here. Now, the decisive conclusion is this. In Christ, every bit of condemning evidence against us is canceled. Whoa. What about that? What about this? Well, I, I stole this, and I lied here, and I did that, and I had a divorce, and I was a, you know, a sinner here and a loser here. Oh, come on. Every bit of condemning evidence 
if you were going to go into court and the prosecuting attorney was standing up there and said, judge, this guy or gal needs to go to jail now. However, I don't have any evidence. <laughs> the judge is going to say, what are you doing in my court? Get out of here. And turns to you and says, go home. There's no evidence of condemnation. Is it that simple? Wait a minute now. I have a lot of condemnation. My goodness, every, every time I turn around, I remember this and I remember that. And I can see myself here and I've, I have the pain of something. Come on. That's what we call and the scriptures call the renewing of the mind to the word of God. That's why we read the word, we study the word, we meditate upon the word. Now, when I'm saying the word of God, I'm talking about the scriptures that lead us to the relationship of the father. And then he talks to you also. And he says things to you that you won't believe. And then you say, father, give me some backup for that. I mean, you're scaring me. And he says, oh, yeah, go to John 3 or, you know, Luke 4. <laughs> and you go there and say, whoa, I didn't see that before. Why? Because when he speaks and opens something up, he'll take you to the root of it. And you can be satisfied that it's not <laughs> crazy land there. Amen. Oh, I was in a church service recently and I looked around at the congregation. And they were singing about Jesus. And I thought, oh, Lord, how many of these people really know a relationship that's beyond a religious facade? How much of the church just has a religious, when I say religious, uh, there's nothing wrong. Matter of fact, it's good to be have a habit, have a, have a repetitive thing. You go to church, you sing songs, you love people, you interact, you, you, you hear a sermon, you pray at the altar, you lay on the floor and, you know, enjoy the spirit, all those things. I mean, that's, you do that often. That's not bad. That's not religion. But if you do that for the acceptance of God, you go to church because if you don't, God won't love you. Then you need your wires rewired. You, you, need to, you need, to have, need to have some upgrade in your computer system. Amen. All right. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Now, this second verse is interesting. And the, the uh, mirror translation points this out, something that others don't. It says here, the second one, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. This sentence was not in the original text, but later copied from verse four. The person who added this most probably felt that the fact of Paul's declaration of mankind's innocence had to be made subject again to a person's conduct. <laughs> so some, some um, religious scribe got in there and said, whoa, 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 we got to have some backup for this. You can't just have no condemnation. You have to have some evidence that you did something. So he goes down to verse four and brings it up and patches it in. Isn't that something? Now, what does that do for me? That tells me that I've got a freedom. I just am understanding a little bit. I mean, I'm like the kid peeking under the circus tent. All I can see is just one elephant. 
There's a whole bunch of things in there that I haven't seen yet until I get inside and begin to behold the magnitude of God's glory. Now, this eighth chapter is so magnificent. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. I'm going to continue on in our next session together a little bit. But I want you to catch a hold of a life without a condemning attitude, without a spirit of condemnation. That's where depression comes from and suicide comes from and, and all the other things that push us down into the mud is a spirit or an attitude of condemnation. None of us have gone through life without fouling out in some area that the enemy can use to beat us with. But God said he's taken that and buried it. It's gone. <laughs> Forgiven, taken care of. Okay, well, Book of Romans is Paul's dissertation on the gospel as he had the revelation. And the, the church in Rome did not accept him. So he takes a woman, Phoebe, a lawyer of that day, and a, and a spokesperson in the, in the region, and sent the Book of Romans into the church at Rome, and she went around all the churches and read this and gave it to them. That's how powerful this chap, this uh, book is. <laughs> well, I'm going to see you Sunday night. We'll pick this up again. God uh, lead me there and, and the Spirit <laughs> helping me. But I want to tell you, I really appreciate each of you. Some I know, some I don't know. Now, we're on several channels, uh, several platforms, rather, and our podcast is on iHeart, and it's on Spotify, it's on Podbean, and you can pick it up and, and listen to it every day. That's the voice part. And our video is on Instagram. You can see that, carry it in your iPhone, and also um, some other uh, platforms. So, so tune into that. Thank you for that. And some of you send me uh, little notes. Thank you. Just encouraging to see see you out there. If the Lord has prompted you, as he has with some, to send us a financial support, you can do that through PayPal or the, the uh, mail. Mail still works. <laughs> Thank God. Okay. We will see you Sunday night at 6 o'clock. Until then, keep your eyes on Jesus. And when you do, you'll always be in victory. God bless.